Thank you so much for getting radioactive with me, Mike Z, my very special guest today, the singer of Art of Anarchy, Mr. Scott Stapp. Yeah, the same guy from Creed. Got a new band called Art of Anarchy, and that's what we're talking about today. The album The Madness, out now. So I guess like any good story, we got to kind of start at the beginning and, and kind of curious to learn how you became a part of Art of Anarchy. Was it Bumble that called you or John Moyer? Or how did that kind of come about? Uh, that came about, uh, I got a call from uh, uh, my agent uh, who had been contacted uh, by the manager of uh, Art of Anarchy and, and really who spearheaded it was John and Vince Foda. Um, it, uh, the guitar, pl- another guitar player and drummer of the band. Right. Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, Bumblefoot and, and John and Vince flew down to, uh, Florida to meet with me and, and, uh, you know, the rest is history. It's an amazing album. And, uh, did Bumblefoot produce it? Uh, yeah, Bumble produced it. Yeah. Kind of nice to have someone in house that, that gets, you know, the vibe of the band and then at the same time has the skills to put it all together. Oh, absolutely, man. He's an extremely talented uh, artist and, and uh, just an amazing talent. And I was thinking and, and curious for you, but I think this is the first time you working with two guitar players in a band. Does that change anything for you as a writer or a singer or anything? Uh, well, it, it definitely gave me more op- more options, uh, you know, to have different ideas and, and, and different riffs uh, to vibe off of. Uh, so it was it was a cool experience. I'm loving it, man. And wanted to ask you about four specific tunes on the album and kind of get the uh, lyrical perspective and how it how the song came to be. And, and we'll go ahead and uh, start off with the album opener and a banger, "Echo of a Scream." Yeah, man. Uh, that that song was brought to the band, uh, the music bed, uh, by John Moyer. Um, and I, I, I really was digging it and, and just got inspired and, and really just kind of focused on, uh, you know, the, the theme of, of sometimes feeling like you're a shell of yourself. Mm. Uh, and, and in reflection, you know, you remember a different time in life where maybe you, you, you felt a different way or, or were more connected to who you were. Um, and uh, kind of put that theme and that, that imagery uh, into that song. I really like the screams in the song. I can't remember hearing you scream before, but that was a, a cool touch on that tune as well. Yeah, it just uh, just came out in the studio. It wasn't really planned. Uh, you know, it just was kind of uh, spontaneous, and, and uh, it stuck. It's killer, man. And, and a killer guitar solo. Was that all Bumble, or is that the guy's trading off? Uh, that's the guy's trading off. Uh, yeah, but Bumble laid down an amazing solo, and uh, so did John Boda. Man, yeah, that was like, I think Yngwie Malmsteen would be proud of those solos, man. They were ripping. And um, Yeah, man. I, I don't know about you, but I can't cook a lick. Thank God for my wife to do that. Last time I did, I, I burned myself at, at 1,000 degrees. Talk, talk to me about that tune. It's probably not about burning yourself cooking. No, man. Uh, 1,000 Degrees uh, was a tune uh, that I wrote with uh, Zach Malloy and Blair Daly. Um, and brought to the band, um, and and really, you know, the theme of that song is is is, you know, kind of me reflecting on on times in my life uh, where uh, you know I was, uh, you know, not sober and uh, kind of self destructing, and 
you know, kind of using that as a theme and, and, and a guide to kind of paint a picture of, of, uh, that human being that, that, uh, you know, uh, I didn't want to be. Um, and so, uh, it, it's a rocking tune. Yeah, that's another another heavy heavy tune and a great solo in that one as well. And um, can you cook? <laughs> uh, you know, actually, one of my first jobs uh, out of high school was I was a cook uh, at a restaurant, uh, and then ended up uh, being a cook at Ruby Tuesdays in college. Oh, nice! Yeah, man. You went to Florida State, right? Yeah, I did. It's funny. I was I was watching them uh, yesterday get my haircut, and they were on like ESPN two or whatever. And and I was watching a baseball game. They were up like five nut five to nothing or five to one in the seventh. But uh, were you into athletics or sports or anything when you were there? Uh, I I definitely love sports. Yeah, and it was it was a great time for FSU football uh, while I was in college there. Uh, and uh, you know I played sports grow, growing up and all the way through high school. Uh, so I'm, I'm a diehard sports fan. And um, you're also Native American as well, right? I have I have some in me, yes. Yeah, my grandfather was. Do you know which tribe? Or yeah, Cherokee. Oh, cool. That's that's what my wife is. That's kind of what I was asking. My wife is is uh, Cherokee, and she took one of those like 23 and Me tests where you're like you spit in this, uh, you know, spit in the tube yeah. and mail it in. And yeah. she's uh, she's waiting to get the results back on on that to kind of confirm it because her sister, who has the same mother, you know, same exact mother father, uh, her sister did it. A, couple months ago and it came back zero native american wow. so now wow. now my wife her other sister's like i gotta try it and so just waiting on the <laughs> results cool man i'm curious you know there's that whole debate and, and you're the perfect person to ask this where there's some people who feel that having a native american as mascots for teams is is uh, a disgrace to those those tribes and everything how do you w- weigh in on that um, you know, I, I really don't have a position on that, you know. Uh, I, I feel if, if, if some people feel offended by it uh, and they feel like it's a, it's a racial slur, uh, then I respect and honor uh, how they feel about it uh, and, and feel that their, their position should be, should be justified. And, and, and then if there are others who don't feel that way uh, about it, then... Uh, I support them as well. I mean, personally, uh, from my my position, it doesn't bother me, but I definitely respect the feelings and views of others that it does. Okay, cool. That's like, you know, it kind of ties back into the uh, album title and, and the tune and, and uh, just an amazing, amazing song, The Madness, and, and talking about that other side. And tell me, tell me about that tune. You know, that, that song was really, you know, kind of addressing, uh, you know, self-created uh, madness in your life, uh, and 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 things that that one can do, uh, or or expose themselves to, or people they have in their life uh, that are really keeping them from finding peace and joy and happiness and serenity in life. Um, and so it was really addressing uh, the madness, uh, and ha- however that that can be portrayed or defined by each individual, and getting to the other side of it, uh, so you can get through that and and uh, find you know your passion and joy in life. Yeah, you really are a, a product of your environment. 
You can be, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and, and like who you hang around with and, and your surroundings, essentially, man. And, that, and that's another amazing tune with the uh, another amazing solo in it as well. Oh, yeah, man. The guys are, went off on this record. And I think that's important to to have that balance, you know, with your voice. With you bring you bring the uh, the salt with your voice, and then they bring the sweet with the guitars. It's great. It's a great balance. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And uh, one last tune, "Dancing with the Devil." Yeah, man. Uh, I wrote that tune with uh, Marty Fredrickson uh, in Nashville, and and uh, again was. Uh, that was a song I was sitting on and, and thinking about maybe putting on a solo record and, and uh, I played it for the band and they were really into it so uh, we retracted and and uh, they added a couple of uh, their own uh, you know vibe and, and uh, swing to it uh, and, and that song really just talks about that, that constant struggle of, of, of just you know temptation uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes not being able to stop, uh, you know, succumbing to those temptations. It's a fun song. Yeah. And there's temptation every, every which way you look nowadays, hard yeah, to escape man. and, and definitely a, a banger, like you said. And, um, speaking of tunes and, and let's talk some live music. You're kind of coming through big SoCal run here Wednesday night, Hermosa beach. I'm going to head out to that show, uh, Friday in Temecula, Saturday, Agora Hills, Sunday, Pasadena, big old SoCal run. And, and this is an acoustic tour, right? Yeah. It's a full band, uh, acoustic tour. And, uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's not just, you know, me with an acoustic guitar. It's, it, it's got the power and energy of a full band. And, and, uh, we've also got some other percussion, um, to, to make and create, uh, some killer vibes, uh, for the songs. And, uh, you know, I decided to do this tour, uh, because it's the 20th anniversary of, uh, Creed's My Own Prison album. Yeah. And the 20, 20th anniversary of, of Creed's break onto the rock scene. Uh, and I really wanted to take it back and, to kind of how we started you know we started out uh in a college town and 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 really you know taking our acoustic guitars to house parties man and just jamming for whoever would listen uh and so i thought it would be be cool to take it back uh to the acoustic vibe and and uh and take it on the road and and really do kind of a storytellers um, as well as play uh you know my favorite songs off my own prison and and then continue to play all the songs that uh, the Creed fans know and love uh, from the rest of the Creed albums. So it's 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 been great so far. Are you going to play any Art of Anarchy on this one? No, this is uh, just a celebration and, and uh, a remembrance of uh, the Creed uh, Creed uh, Creed origins, Era. and and so uh, I'm focusing on that on this tour. And then some covers though. Yeah, I do. I do play a cover, and uh, you'll have to wait and see when it come out. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And I, was, I was reading on your website too that uh, you can actually purchase that show. A really cool idea like, to be able to take home the show from that night. Yeah, man. We uh, we partnered with a company called This Live, and uh, you can actually uh, buy any one of the shows uh, that we've done already online. But uh, for those who come to a specific show. Um, that night, uh, the show is completely recorded, uh, professional, 
Uh, and uh, as soon as the show ends, you can actually buy the show you just attended and take it home with you. And it's got great pack- packaging, you know, just like a, uh, a CD you'd buy uh, in a record store. Uh, and so it's a really cool thing, and the fans have really been into it because, uh, you know, I let them know that, you know, we're tracking the shows and uh, everything they scream, everything they yell, all the noise they make, every song they sing, they're making a record with me that night. Uh, and so they've gotten really excited and, and really participated uh, in, in, in the process. So it's been really cool. Yeah, and such a cool, like, memento. I'm sure, like, you, I'm sure you wish, you know, your first Metallica show or something, having that, that copy of that show that night. That's such a cool thing that you've added to it and doing the live show this time and just a few more wrapping up here and just because of the timing and everything but wanted to get your thoughts and memories of uh, the late great Chris Cornell oh man you know my thoughts on him is he was such an inspiration uh, to me as an artist and I had such just mad respect uh, for his talent uh, his vocal prowess uh, and just you know the, the various projects he was involved in and how amazing they all were and he just really influenced and impacted me as an artist and I was just extremely saddened shocked and caught off guard uh, by his passing um, and you know my my thoughts and prayers go out to his wife and his children uh, and it was just a tragic and sudden loss yeah do you have any any fun memories or any any time sharing the stage with him or anything like that any any fun memories of him uh, you know, I never got to share the stage with him, uh, but our paths did cross uh, a few times over the years, and, and he was such a, uh, a humble and generous and, and, and nice guy, man. Uh, and it's always nice when you meet someone you look up to uh, so much, and, and they're so cool to you, uh, and those are the, the, the cherished memories I have of him. Yeah, such a tragic loss, and, and like you said, a heck of a talent, and mm. Mm-mm. Thank you so much for the time, the amazing music, and I look forward to the show on Wednesday. Uh, thank you, brother. Look forward to seeing you. I'll see you out there. Have a good one, Scott. All right. You too. Damn, bro. Made it through the entire interview. Well, if you've tolerated me for this long, might as well tolerate me on social media as well. On Instagram and Facebook, you'll find me at Radioactive Mike Z. On Twitter and on Snapchat, Mike Z967. Until next time, man, keep those horns high in the sky. I'll catch you later. Adios. See ya. Bye-bye.